This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Hey, it's Glenn, and I want to remind you, peace of mind is tough to come by these days unless you have a Liberty Safe. With a Liberty Safe, you won't worry when you leave the house because you'll know your valuables are protected. And right now, you can get free delivery to your home on any Liberty Safe. Go to LibertySafe.com for factory direct pricing. LibertySafe.com, made in the USA, lifetime warranty, and peace of mind. LibertySafe.com. Hello, America. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Did Julian Assange actually accuse the DNC for murdering somebody who they say was the leak in the DNC? Uh, I think he all but came out and said it yesterday. You need to hear this. Have we crossed the line and become Russia? Are we now a country that kills reporters or kills sources if they whistleblow? You decide. We do that right now. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Good morning, America. Welcome to the program. Glad you're here. I, um, I want to talk to you about Julian Assange, and I want to talk to you about sources. Um, there is a real possibility that the United States has crossed a line um, And we are now a country that everybody in politics, everybody with power knows the truth doesn't matter anymore. You can get away with absolutely anything and no one cares. The head of DHS can sit in in, in front of Congress and perjure herself and Congress knows it and they won't do anything about it. The Department of State can sit in front of Congress and perjure herself, and no one will do anything about it. We can leak secrets. We can have a private server. We can leave people in Libya to die and then lie about it and lie to the families, to their face, and nobody cares. We can collude to get a presidential candidate to not win. We can collude for Hillary Clinton and against Bernie Sanders, all the while telling people, no, we're not doing that. That would be ridiculous. And nobody cares. So what are you teaching people? You're teaching people that nobody cares. The truth doesn't matter. You can get away with anything. Well, when you think you can get away with anything, 
you start to open up your options of those any things that you can do. This is what happens in a country run by oligarchs. This is what happens when somebody has enough power and enough money. If somebody gets into their way, you kill them. That is quite a charge to make in the United States of America. But that is exactly the charge that Julian Assange has made from WikiLeaks. Now, there are no good guys here. Because I don't trust Julian Assange, and I don't trust Hillary Clinton or the DNC. I don't trust the RNC. I don't trust anybody in Washington. I know that Julian Assange, and we have made the case before, Russia was behind the leaks. But Julian Assange came out yesterday and said, no, our source was a guy in the DNC. And he leaked this to us. Now that guy just happened to be shot down while he was walking in the park. He was on the phone with his girlfriend. She heard a scuffle and then shots. The police came to her house and said, or to his family's house, and said he was, uh, he was shot and killed in an attempted robbery. The only problem with that is he was shot in the back twice. It looks like there was some sort of scuffle, and they left his wallet and his watch. So they're the worst robbers of all time. Julian Assange says it's not a robbery. Here he is. I believe this is over in the Netherlands on a, from a broadcast uh, overseas. Listen. Donald Trump has had a disastrous few weeks. If you look at the polls, he needs a miracle. Um, in the American political lexicon, there's such a thing as the October surprise. The stuff that you're sitting on, is, is an October surprise in there? We Do you even know what you're sitting on? WikiLeaks never sits on material. Uh, our whistleblowers go to significant efforts to get us material and often very significant risks. As a 27-year-old that uh, works for the DNC, who was shot in the back, murdered uh, just two weeks ago uh, for un- unknown reasons as he was walking down the street in Washington. So that was, that was just a robbery, I believe, wasn't it? No, it's, there's no finding. So uh, that's what are you the suggesting? Sort of, what are you suggesting? What, I'm suggesting that our sources uh, take risks and they, are, they become concerned uh, to see things occurring uh, like that. But was he one uh, of your sources then? I mean... We don't comment on who our sources but are. Why but why make the suggestion about a young guy being shot in the streets of Washington? Because uh, we have to understand uh, how high the stakes are uh, in the United States and that our sources are... You know, our sources face serious risks. Uh, that's why they come to us, so we can protect uh, their anonymity. Uh, but it's quite something and, to suggest a murder. So, that's basically what you're doing. Well, that others have, have suggested that. Uh, we are investigating to understand uh, what happened uh, in that situation with Seth Rich. I think it is uh, a concerning situation. There's not a conclusion yet. We wouldn't be willing to um, 
state a conclusion, but we are concerned about it. And more importantly, um, a variety of WikiLeaks sources are concerned when that kind of thing happens. Mm. What's he saying there? Well, he's clearly saying Seth Rich was his source. And, and what do you mean you don't, you don't divulge who your sources are? You just did. You just, just, you just well, said he was a WikiLeaks well, source. But he's dead. Right. Yeah, there's no, there's, right. there's no problem. Uh, right, but then he tries to backtrack on it, and the guy's dead now. You might as well just, why don't you just come out and admit it if I he think was he your did. source? I think he did. I, I don't know. Well, he also just, said he didn't. I mean, he said yes. both things. Yeah. I, I, I don't know, and this is why. I don't trust Julian Assange. Yeah, it could be the Russians, and he's just trying to make this out to be. Yes. A good uh, way to d- divert it, it attention. It is a great way, and he's never actually said that. He's never actually said he was a source. So, you know, do you believe Julian Assange? I will tell you this. Read the papers. Read the Internet. Sources are under attack. Confidential sources are under attack. And you cannot reveal confidential sources. Because uh, there are sources uh, that are concerned about this very kind of thing. Well, it's a very standard journalistic practice to not reveal your sources. Correct. In fact, it's something it's, that uh, it's every in the journalist. First I've, Amendment. Yeah, it's something that every journalist I've ever heard of in my entire life basically says uh, over my dead body about. Correct. It's the thing they hold most dear because more than anything. It is different now. It is different now. I, I, am, I am convinced after talking to people um, in the government and uh, talking through others to sources, I am absolutely convinced that people feel this way. That if I say anything, you know, it used to be I'll lose my job. Well, we have whistleblower laws. Well, no, not really, not anymore. Whistleblower jobs, you'll go to jail. You'll go to jail. But that's the good part of it. Have we crossed a line to where our government or our politicians or political institutions now feel comfortable enough to where they will kill you? Now, that sounds crazy, but are we not moving towards Russia? Are we not, have we not been told that our political model is the model of China? That's what China does. That's what Russia does. We are in such a bad place right now. That if you think investigative journalism is, uh, is already in trouble, how many times have you heard, well, you can't get people to do any actually uh, investigative journalism? Yeah. You know why? Because sources are afraid. Reporters are afraid. It's not just money. Well, we don't have the money in uh, journalism. It's not that anymore. That is a problem. But it is also the fact that who's going to talk to you? 
If you are afraid, how many times, how many times have we talked to the guys who blew the whistle during the Bush administration? Do you remember the five that sat on our couch that blew the whistle during the Bush administration? One of them had the federal government come into their, their shower. They were in the shower, broke into their house, walked right into their bathroom and pointed a gun to the guy's head while he was in the shower. This is, this, is, this is happening. This is real in our country. And what are we doing? What is America doing? We're arguing over nonsense. We, can't, we couldn't find, we couldn't find a, uh, uh, a, a, a principle if it was wrapped in kryptonite and we had, we had Superman as a metal detector, and he was all of a sudden getting weak as we were walking towards it. We still couldn't find it. <laughs> well, was it encased in lead? Um, no, it wasn't. No, it was, it was just wrapped in all right, crypt, crypt tonight. I was wondering if you were going to get there, but I think you did. I think yeah, you, yeah, I think you wondered. You wondered. It worked. <laughs> but he could see through the kryptonite. He, he just it would make him weak. Right, but he would but if it was, it was lead, he can't right. see through lead. So I'm just, just trying but he to knew it was coming, I mean? and he was walking see towards what I mean? it, getting see what I mean? weaker. I think it would work. See what I mean? I think it would work. We couldn't get to a principle in the country because most people don't care anymore. They don't care, and this is the problem. They don't care. I, last night I gave a speech. I was with Louis Gohmert. It was his birthday yesterday, and so they had a big party down in Tyler, Texas. Um, and uh, I gave a speech. Chopped. What? Yeah, you're chopped liver. No, they didn't want you there, Jeffy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I gave a speech about truth and standing up for the truth. And, and, and do we even have faith anymore? I, you know what? I, I'm having a hard time. I'm having a hard time with faith right now. I really, I'm struggling. But I know, I know that God exists. I know because I've done enough history, I know history well enough to know that divine providence actually exists. That if you align yourself with the will of God, and I don't even know what it is anymore. But if you align yourself with the will of God, doors will open. But we are a people now that truly believes in divine providence. Get the hell out of my way. I'm on a mission from God. Except we don't even invoke God. It's just get the hell out of my way. I know what's right. Boy, I don't know what's right anymore. I know it's wrong. But I don't necessarily know what's right. All these people... All these people that we have always looked up to in the past. George Washington. Abraham Lincoln. Frederick Douglass. Frederick Douglass. What did did Frederick Douglass do? He was against the Constitution. He thought our founders were racist slave owners. And so what did he do? He went and he read the Constitution 
And he decided for himself that that was a lie. He went and he read history himself. We don't do that anymore. It's not that we don't look for the truth. We don't care what the truth is. I do, and I think you do. And I want to talk about that today. I want to talk about the search for truth. Why it matters. Does honor even matter anymore? Yeah, it does. Why? What does honor even mean anymore? And are you prepared to stand up for it? I told you that you would have to prepare for a time when, you know, you might have to go to jail for what you believe in. Well, that's becoming more and more real. Honor matters. Now this, protect your home, protect your family. Save even more money than you might think. With Simply Safe Home Security, you not only save on your monthly monitoring fees, but you can also save up to 20% on your home insurance. Over 100,000 Simply Safe customers are saving money on their insurance premiums right now with Simply Safe. Monitoring is $14.99 a month. It's easy to install, no contract, and you own the system. Right now, Simply Safe is the security system that is in my own daughter's house. And having Simply Safe Home Security is like having a guard stationed right at her front door 24 hours a day. For the protection that we trust, go to simplysafebeck.com right now. Get an exclusive 10% discount. It is simplysafebeck.com. Save 10% right now. Simplysafebeck.com. At our most basic level, we are all afraid of something. Progressives exploit these fears by offering us solutions based on lies and a hunger for power and control. Get the truth with Liars, a new book by Glenn Beck. On sale now at glennbeck.com slash liars. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. Where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? Uh, The Red State Gathering in Denver, Colorado. I'll be there on Friday. Go to redstategathering.com and uh, grab your tickets. Brian, 
Go ahead. You're on the Glenn Beck program. Thanks. Thanks for taking my call, Glenn. I've listened to your show for about five years, and it's the first time I've ever got on, so I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, I totally agree with your argument that people need to go out and understand the truth for themselves, but the, the problem that I've got with it is a, is a fundamental problem in that the common person doesn't have any way of finding out what the truth is. If you go and look at the, the CFRs, I'm a small business owner, and, and part of my business is regulatory-based, and I have to go and read the CFRs on a monthly basis, the Code of Federal Regulations. And even if you can find what you're supposed to be looking for, in my case, you got to have an attorney to understand it, because if you're not an attorney, it's just gibberish to you. And, and if you go to the congressional records to read a bill, you have to have an army of friends to read the bill, Yes. To get to what you're understanding, because it's hundreds, if not thousands of pages, and one person can't read it, unless you're unemployed and just want to have a hobby of reading a bill. So if you're left-leaning or right-leaning, you go to your perspective side of the press, and that's what you listen to. And and it's it's like uh, Mark Twain said, if you read the press, you're misinformed, and if you don't, you're ignorant. Uh, so which is it going to be? Are you going to listen to the lies that the press is telling you? Uh, or are you not going to know anything? So how do you go and find the truth? Well, let me let me pick it up when we come back on that very question. Thank you very much, Brian. Back in a minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. caller uh, just a few minutes ago said, Glenn, the problem is with the truth is where does the average person go for the truth? How do you know who to trust? And that's a really good point. You go to websites. Have we learned, have we learned a lot about websites recently? Have we learned about the trusted sources that we thought we could trust? Yeah, we really have. You say, so do I go to another website? There's lots of good websites. There's a new replacement for the Drudge Report. It's 180, what is it, 180 Report? 180report.com. That gives you both sides. You click a button, it's all the right, and then you click a button and it's all the left. And it has the same stories just from the left sources. So something could be from, you know, um, the Daily Wire, one headline, and the same story, you hit a button and it flips to the other side, and it shows you the same story from the Huffington Post. So you get both sides. But is that finding truth? Is that finding truth? Or is that just finding two sides of an argument? That's critical to answer. Are we finding truth, or are we finding two ways to look at the same story? So you have the press... Do you trust the press? I don't trust the press. Do you trust the government? (laughs) 
Do you trust... Not a good day for me to say. Do you even trust the courts today? Do you trust truth, justice, and the American way anymore? Who do you trust in politics? For instance, 90%, 90% of conservatives trusted Ted Cruz. Now what's that number? And all he did was do exactly what everyone said they wanted someone to do. Stand up and don't ever buckle. Say what you mean, don't ever buckle. Now what's his number? Did something happen to the truth? Or did we not understand the truth? The truth, just like 180report.com, you push a button and you can see another side to that. For what? For political reasons. The caller said, well, we try to go to read the bills. You read the bills, you need an attorney. Well, we heard that from, John, what was it, John Conyers, wasn't it? Read the bill. Yeah, read the bill. Get I love these people. Out of these people who say, read, read the, the bill. bill. You can't without an attorney was his point. And that's exactly what the caller said. I don't know how to find the truth because you need it. You need an attorney by your side. That's what, that is the most important one to say here. Because that's the biggest, why do we need an attorney by our side? When you read the bill, why do we need an attorney by our side? What's happening with these bills? Do you know today I'm doing an episode on the TPP? I would like to invite any politician to come on and speak about the TPP on television today. We can get no politician, none, not one. Positive or negative? Positive or negative, not one. Wow. Yeah. And the reason why is because it is so complex. This is the best understanding from the best people. But I can't get in and tell and tear it apart or defend it because it's so complex, I'm not sure what it means. That's the best answer. Most of them are buckling because they have been told by both the Democrats and the Republicans, shut up, do not talk about the TPP. They want it to pass. And when you hear, we'll talk about it later in the show, when you hear what's in the TPP, there's enough to say, wait a minute, slow down, wait, stop, full stop. Can't get a single politician. So if you are a Republican or a Democrat and you want to talk, you call me today and I will put you on television because we've called everybody else. We've called everybody we've known. Over and over and over again. I delayed this show last week because we couldn't. And I said, come on, guys. We got to be able to get somebody on. No one. There seems to be a lot of voices against it that I'm surprised you wouldn't hear from. Um, you know, there's not a lot of people taking the positive side. We even know what's in it. It's quite interesting, isn't it? I mean, okay. people. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So read the bill. You can't read the bill. Why? Because it is written to 
confuse. It is written Mm -hmm. to get you lost. It is written in such a way that it's a smokescreen. The problem here is, is that you're asking, how do I find the truth? And you're saying, how do I find the truth in today's world with today's media, today's politicians, and today's bills? Well, you're right. You can't find the truth. You absolutely cannot find the truth in those three things because they are now built to be the problem. (laughs) They are the problem. And so you're looking to say, I want to solve, I want to solve this. You're looking too big. You want to know the truth. You have to start looking small. You have to start, I mean, small in one way. You have to look at the huge principles that we abandoned long ago, the eternal principles to be able to find the truth. For instance, here's here's an eternal principle. What What kind of traits should the president of the United States have? What kind of traits should he have? It's open. Give me, give should me. Be a man of character. Be a man of character. What does that mean, Pat? He should be somebody with uh, moral fiber. Should be somebody with uh, uh, who is principled, who is that moral compass in him. That uh, at least trying. I to would do refer the right to thing. as the light trying of Christ. To do the right thing. Yeah. And instead of you're not evil incarnate. Right. <laughs> if you have, if you were George Washington or Abraham Lincoln. George Washington, absolutely, and I think Abraham Lincoln too, but I know Washington better than I do Lincoln. Washington would have rather died, literally rather have died, than sully his reputation. He believed that it was an affront to God, and he was a deeply religious man. To sully his reputation, he literally would have been he would have rather been tortured and killed than to do something dishonorable. Everything you read about George Washington, yeah. it's, it's extraordinarily clear. Honor was his number one goal. I mean, his, his, his uh, rules for civility, he said, you don't, you, you, don't, you don't eat in front of other people. You, 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 you don't spit in front of other people. Because he was so concerned with always being the best person he could be and, uh, and always elevating those around and never letting anyone, never doing something that could be conceived crass in front of people. Right. Like, and it's something to do, too, with just inter- the inertia. Of, of, of trying to make a decision. It's like we always talk about Debbie Wasserman Schultz in this, in this way, that she just doesn't care. Yes. There's not that internal feeling that, oh, my God, I'm telling a lie, I can't say this. Yes. And I want someone who's going to have that feeling. Okay. I want somebody, very good, man of character, and to boil it down anymore, I want somebody who can't sleep at night because they've said something cruel or unkind or untrue, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we all know that. We all know that. Mm-hmm. Everyone would tell you that that is the principle, that is what we want 
from a presidential candidate. Do we have that on either side? Nope. No. Okay. Let me go a Don't step question. further. Yesterday, Donald Trump said about the Second Amendment people, and it is being it is being perceived as, and we'll play it later on in the show, it is being perceived as by some as a threat on Hillary Clinton's life. What he said was, there are some ways, I guess, you Second Amendment people might know of other ways to stop her from, you know, getting a, a person that's not pro-Second Amendment on the Supreme Court. Okay, well, logically, somebody would say, well, he's talking about the NRA, he's talking about uh, litigation, he's talking about, you know, other ways to stop that. He's not threatening her life. The other side is saying, he just made a threat. Now, why can't I find the truth? Why can't I know for sure? Because this man has said and done anything Mm -hmm. that he has to say to get elected. And more importantly, he has told his people, go beat the hell out of him. You see somebody doing that? Go beat the hell out of him. Okay, so wait a minute. (laughs) So wait a minute. which, Which is it? No, he would never do that. But if it's no, he would never do that, what's happening with the people who support him? He would never do that. And I guarantee I'm going to get the emails just on this conversation right now. He would never do that. You know what? You're a traitor. You should go to jail. I hope he's elected and he kicks you out of the country. It's press like you. Okay? However, when Brad Thor was on, And he said, there's got to be a way to stop Donald Trump if he becomes a dictator. Those very same people were screaming for the FBI to stop him. And he's got to be thrown off the radio. Glenn Beck's got to be thrown off the radio. How dare him threaten Donald Trump's life? Wait a minute, which is it? Wait a minute, which is it? See, with Sarah Palin, when she said... And we're out targeting. I don't like Sarah Palin. She doesn't like me. That's okay. We have differences of opinion. I'm sure she's a great mom and everything else. I don't know her that well. But politically, I don't agree with her. I don't like her political points of view. That's fine. But I can defend Sarah Palin when she said we're targeting certain districts. When the press says, you know, she's threatening targeting, using the word targeting, that's threatening violence. No, it's not. Sarah Palin doesn't have any history of calling for violence ever, ever. Donald Trump, he does have a history of calling for violence. So which is it? See, you're saying I can't find truth. Of course you can't find truth. Of course you cannot find truth because you haven't found the truth in yourself yet. There's not enough of us that have taken the time that have found the truth in their selves. The truth always matters, especially when it goes against you and your side or your purposes. But it always matters. The ends never justify the means. We are not a country that believes that. We are not a people that believes that. And so you will not be able to find the truth because we don't care about the truth. We only care about winning. 
Well, that's why you can't understand the bill, because they only care about winning. Because we hired them, and we only cared about winning. And so what do you expect them to do when they get in? They, too, only care about winning. How do you expect the press to care when you give them ratings, even though they only care about winning? You give them ratings because you only care about winning. When we're actually offended and stop giving our time, our money, and our power to those people who only care about winning, you'll be able to find the truth again. And now this, protect your home, protect your family with LifeLock. LifeLock. When you move, you should shred your sensitive documents. You shouldn't share personal information with strangers, obviously. You should monitor your credit. Because identity theft is America's fastest growing crime. And thieves use your information to pretend that they're you. And they can buy things on your credit. They can liquidate your bank accounts. They can even get your retirement funds. But that's why I have LifeLock and so should you. LifeLock scans hundreds of millions of transactions every single second. If they detect your information is being used, they'll send you an alert. If you have a problem, a U.S.-based agent will work to fix it. Now that's different than the free credit monitoring systems. Now, nobody can prevent all identity theft. They can't monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock is the best identity theft protection available. Millions of transactions every minute. Memberships start now at $9.99 a month, plus uh, your sales tax. $9.99 a month. Lock down your life. Secure it with LifeLock.com or call 800-440-4936. Use the promo code BECK and save 10% on your LifeLock Ultimate membership. That's 800-440-4936. 1-800-440-4936. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Program. We have to take this quiz today on the air. Are you a progressive? Most people in this audience, at least, would say no. But is that accurate? Are you a progressive? 21 questions. You find them in the book Liars. Uh, how progressives exploit our fears for power and control. We'll take that test here uh, coming up. Also, We are in the Johnson years in Progressives. Our serial is next. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. Hello.
Hello, America. Last hour, we were talking about lies and liars. And how do you find the truth? What does it even mean anymore? My new book, Liars, How Progressives Exploit Our Fears for Power and Control, is out right now. And it features some of the most influential progressives in American history and how they actually have devastated our country. This week, we're focusing on LBJ. And we start with another installment of our serial on progressive liars right now. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. When America-changing social programs are mentioned, it usually is FDR who is mentioned for his New Deal program. But the president who perhaps deserves the most credit, or rather blame, is Lyndon Johnson. LBJ pushed a raft of new programs, all with FDR in mind. Cambridge University historian Anthony Badger, who wrote FDR the first hundred days, described LBJ's near obsession with FDR like this. In April of 1965, he pressed his congressional liaison man, Larry O'Brien, to, quote, jerk out every damn little bill you can and get them down here by the 12th, because on the 12th, you'll have the best hundred days. Better than he did. By at least one estimate, the JFK-LBJ administration added 390 domestic social programs to the federal government. Prior to their time in office, the entire federal government only had 45 such programs. The Great Society was the New Deal on steroids, the most destructive, anti-democratic, and anti-entrepreneurial program of the 20th century. Johnson's vision was utopian, statist, and reckless, as any rational observer would have concluded. But the grief of a nation reeling from an assassinated president and the general sense that America was spiraling out of control, coupled with the fear of doing nothing, polluted rivers, impoverished cities, failing schools, and so on, spurred LBJ to act. So, again, progressives would claim that their ultimate goal is the betterment of man through progress over time, um, uh, improvements in education, um, you know, m- uh, more freedom from uh, coercion by uh, capitalist organizations and corporations and so on and so forth. Um, what we've been explored here, though, is that one of the key drivers for uh, progressives is fear. So, again, there, there are these things out there that terrify them. They use those things also to terrify us, and then they prevent us, uh, present us with a solution to whatever that perceived threat is, that, that perceived problem. Um, here's the, the thing, though. If you actually look at progressivist policies applied to humanity, um, they're regressive. They don't actually create progress. You can take anything that you want. Take the war on poverty. Uh, you can take uh, prohibition. Did any of those things actually result in the goal that it was trying to achieve? The war on poverty has just made more poor people. It's created a wider gap between the, the wealthy and the poor. Uh, it traps people in the very process of being in poverty. It doesn't allow them out of it. Using these fears, he persuaded millions of Americans to abandon their traditional values of hard work and self-reliance in exchange for the soullessness 
of self-actualization. The message was simple. If you merely dream it, it will happen, and the Great Society will help you get there. As Johnson explained in May 1964 in a speech at the University of Michigan, Your imagination and your initiative and your indignation will determine whether we build a society where progress is the servant of our needs or a society where old values and new visions are buried under unbridled growth. For in your time, we have the opportunity to move not only toward the rich society and the powerful society, but upward to the great society. President Johnson continued. The purpose of protecting the life of our nation and preserving the liberty of our citizens is to pursue the happiness of our people. That pursuit no longer mattered if it was just one individual's happiness. Instead, the proper pursuit was now the happiness of our people, or the collective as a whole. That was our nation's calling. The challenge of the next half century is whether we have the wisdom to use that wealth to enrich and elevate our national life. Here's how we do it. The Great Society. The Great Society is a place where every child can find knowledge to enrich his mind and to enlarge his talents. It is a place where leisure is a welcome chance to build and reflect, not a feared cause of boredom and restlessness. It is a place where the city of man serves not only the needs of the body and the demands of commerce, but the desire for beauty and the hunger for community. It is a place where man can renew contact with nature. It is a place which honors creation for its own sake and for what it adds to the understanding of the race. It is a place where men are more concerned with the quality of their goals than the quantity of their goods. But most of all, the Great Society is not a safe harbor, a resting place, a final objective, a finished work. It is a challenge constantly renewed, beckoning us toward a destiny where the meaning of our lives matches the marvelous products of our labor. This was not a policy speech. It was a collectivist fantasy that could have been written by Karl Marx himself. Fittingly, the Great Society approach started with Johnson's disastrous war on poverty. In reality, it wasn't a war on poverty at all. It was a war against prosperity and success. Like all progressives, Johnson believed in economic leveling. Instead of lifting everyone up through commerce or capitalism, he wanted to force everyone into an economic purgatory where mediocrity was the norm and striving for greatness was discouraged. Like all progressive scams, the Great Society sought to convince marginalized groups, especially minorities, the poor, immigrants, and so on, that their relationships with the government should be redefined from JFK's Ask 
not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. To the complete opposite, had LBJ been as articulate as JFK, he could have easily framed the great society as, ask not what you can do for your country, ask what your country can do for you. LBJ pitched a simple deal to all those who felt aggrieved. The government would take away your fears and your hardships, and you, in turn, would devote your life, including your paychecks, to the state. In practice, the Great Society is an alphabet soup of government programs that cater to our every desire and complaint. If we want our children to be fed breakfast at school, there's a government program for that. We want more art in our public buildings or ballet in our theaters. There are government programs for those things, too. Here's a short list of just some of the measures passed under LBJ to show how all of his paternal care was translated into big government nonsense. Anti-poverty programs such as the Economic Opportunity Act of 1964, an Omnibus Housing Act, and the creation of Job Corps. Education programs such as Head Start, the Elementary and Secondary Education Act, and the creation of Volunteers in Service to America, VISTA. Sweeping health care reforms such as the creation of Medicare and Medicaid, the beginning of environmental controls through the Wilderness Protection Act and the Air and Water Quality Act, along with the creation of cultural patron programs, such as the National Endowment for the Arts and Humanities. Under LBJ, the nation witnessed the true creation of the welfare state based on massive entitlement programs and predicated on the government's ability to drive the populace to an ambition-destroying focus on inner meaning and quality of life instead of character, ambition, and success. This in turn created a crisis of conscience and confidence in people, that made them both susceptible to undermining traditional norms and predisposed to reliance on the state to handle things that were too hard for them. LBJ laid the groundwork to create an environment of self-actualization through the government, conservation programs, federal patronage of the arts, and public broadcasting, just to name a few. These were not meant to foster national elevation or celebrate America's greatness. They were created as a corporate, secular replacement of religion as sources of spiritual fulfillment for the masses. Replace God with government, and you control not just people's minds, but their hearts and souls as well. Johnson's conclusion in his Ann Arbor speech that day in 1964 should be telling for anyone who wondered how the founders and their principles have become so marginalized over the last few decades. So let us, from this moment, begin our work so that in the future men will look back and say, it was then, after a long and weary way, that man turned the exploits of his genius to the full enrichment of his life. Thank you. This long and weary way he refers to is, of course, the previous centuries of American history. Centuries in which our forefathers built the greatest and most free country in the history of the world. This is what Johnson wished man to turn the exploits of his genius away from. It's no surprise that this speech by a gruff Texan reads like a self-help book. Johnson was more than just a daddy to the masses. 
He was also the father of a new, powerful cultural trend that gave people the excuse to be selfish. The me generation would have never existed if Johnson hadn't set out to specifically engender self-obsession. True freedom didn't come from hard work or any kind of traditional definition of professional achievement, such as becoming a doctor or a lawyer. True freedom, Johnson argued, could only be obtained by pursuing whatever you personally found fulfilling, whether other people found it useful or not. Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It's amazing because that explains when um, uh, Nancy Pelosi said, you know, if you're an artist, you can go do art and we'll pay for it. I mean, Just thinking that same thing. It is, it, it, this is, boy, when you understand how the progressives did it and you understand how deep it is, you begin to understand how hard our fight is to get out and how we have to be as rooted and dedicated to principles as they were. Um, anybody who could take, John F. Kennedy's Ask Not speech and turn it upside down within four years is incredible, just incredible. He flipped the entire attitude around and he did it because of an assassination and the unrest in the streets. All of the things that progressives always have. Don't waste the opportunity that presents itself when there is an emergency or some sort of strife. Stir up the streets and you'll be able to complete the process. We are here again. Now this, the simplest and cheapest cheapest way to give a room or your whole house a makeover is by getting new custom blinds, shades, shutters, drapes from blinds.com. Stu and Lisa just got some uh, uh, new um, blinds, or sorry, shutters in their house. And blinds.com actually talked them in to cheaper uh, shutters. Yeah, I mean, because the one we picked was actually, you know, shockingly, my wife picked the most expensive one, which was really <laughs> shockingly. I was surprised by that. It was a yeah. real turn. It was a stunning turn of events. Yeah. Um, but they actually said, "Look, th- we have another uh, product that's going to actually save you some money, and we think is as good or better quality. Go with that one." I mean, when do businesses tell you that? That's not. Uh, that's not very. Uh, it's not the norm. No, it's not the norm. But that's why they... They were right, by the way. We should point out that they're beautiful. That's, that's why they've been in business for as long as they have. And that's why they're, they're ranked number one. Uh, and they are the number one place to, blo- to buy window treatments uh, online. Uh, and they make it super, super easy. 100% satisfaction guarantee. So there's no way you can get this wrong. You get made-to-order custom blinds, shades, shutters, drapes without paying the custom prices... Online, only at Blinds.com. Tanya and I have used Blinds.com several times. They make it really, really easy. If I can measure and get it right, certainly you can. Through the end of August, use the promo code BECK when you buy three blinds and get the fourth blind free. Go to Blinds.com right now and use the promo code BECK. You buy three blinds and you'll get your fourth blind free through August 31st. Blinds.com. Use the promo code BECK. Rules and restrictions may apply. See Blinds.com for details. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. 
The progressive movement is full of lies, and Americans continue to keep falling for the deception over and over again. In his new book, Liars, Glenn Beck helps us understand why. Liars, on sale now at glennbeck.com slash liars. Let's go to Ron. Uh, hello, Ron. You're on the Glenn Beck program. Hello, Mr. Beck. Very nice to speak with you. Appreciate you and the Blaze team. Thank you. I have a, a comment. Um, you're talking about abuse of power, intimidation, yes. mm-hmm. lack of transparency, and lack of accountability, mm-hmm. uh, driving fear in the American people. How can we feel anything other than that? When we see the IRS, Lois Lerner, and Koskinen, they are my employees as a citizen of this United States. My employees do not have the right to withhold their communications in my organization. How do they get away with this? Is Congress just letting them do this? Uh, That drives fear. I have fear of that organization even though I own it. Well, uh, it's not Congress that is um, just allowing this to happen. It is us. Um, there's not enough people in America that care anymore. Um, so, you know, the, the press, the press has two things going on uh, with it now, Ron. Thanks for your call. Two things that are happening. Uh, the press only cares about things that further their agenda or get ratings. Now, in cases like Trump, you saw that exactly what we said would happen. They will ride his coattails until the nomination. And when the nomination is official, then they'll stop all of this and they'll start tearing him apart. That's exactly what happened. Mm -hmm. Why? Because they got all the ratings they wanted, which satisfies one agenda, and then they will get... All of, the, uh, all of the agenda points that they want politically in the second half. And people like to see a takedown, too. So at some point, that will start to pay off for them. Same thing with the IRS. The IRS, nobody cares. The, the, the American people, maybe a handful of us do, but the American people are not rising up left and right. Nobody's watching those stories of the IRS. Nobody's watching these stories of Benghazi. Nobody's watching the stories about the DNC hack. Nobody's watching them. So if there's no ratings there and it doesn't work to further the progressive agenda, they're not going to do anything about it. They don't care. So we have to start caring and we have to start watching those things and giving ratings, but they're pretty boring. And there's not enough of us. It's just, it's just not, it's not us. It's just, there's not enough of us that care. Now I guarantee if Donald Trump gets in and he uses the IRS exactly the same way Barack Obama has, they will care. All of a sudden the press will care and they'll make their own ratings with it because it will further their agenda and so they will find a way to get those ratings they'll find a way to tell that story because they're good storytellers find a way to tell that story in a way that people will watch sorry 
But that's the way the world works right now. The press is the problem. Along with us. Back in a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. to the Glenn Beck Program. Hello and welcome to the program. Glad you're here. So I've got a, um, I've got a quiz that I want you to take. Oh, we have to take a test? Yeah, you have to take a test, okay? Um, put A through E down on a piece of paper. A, a is strongly agree. B is somewhat agree. C is I don't agree or disagree. D is somewhat disagree. And E is strongly disagree. The quiz is, are you a progressive? Now, this is from page 184 of Liars. Most people think they are not a progressive. I wonder. Okay, ready? Okay, how strongly do you agree or disagree with the following statement? Economic inequality is a major problem in modern industrial societies. Uh, you want to stand? Okay. E- no. Economic. You can, you can answer it out loud. Okay. Uh, uh, I strongly disagree. 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 Strongly disagree. Mm-hmm. One proper role of government is in to ensure that nobody gets left behind due to circumstances behind their control, beyond their control. Strongly disagree. Say that again. One proper role of government is to ensure that nobody gets left behind due to circumstances beyond their control. Uh, yeah, I strongly disagree with that. I mean, I, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. I think I'm, I'm somewhat... Here comes the progressive like creep. I, no, it's, yeah, but, no, no, I strongly disagree. The only f- function for government is for those to provide a safety net for those who can't. Do but anything that, for them. That's exactly what he says. With yeah. circumstances without uh, without their, beyond control, their control, beyond their control. So we're saying this. If you're saying this legitimately, if you're saying legitimately, like for example, Family. a person with deep, um, uh, an orphan with uh, with a disease that cannot function by themselves. They're eight years old with no parents, and no charity will go near them. I mean, is there a potential role? I, I, there is Listen a safety the question. I consider it much lower. One proper role of government is to ensure that no one gets left behind due to circumstances beyond their control. I mean, I could stretch no. it to find someone who I, I put in that circumstance. You'll have to answer. I've Strongly agree, somewhat but, agree, mm-hmm. neither agree or disagree, right. somewhat so, disagree. The issue here is what does left behind mean, right? I mean, I, like, I don't know what that means. I know. Let's answer the question. I'm going to say strongly disagree because I know it's the right answer. (laughs) Each of us bears a responsibility for the safety, welfare, and happiness of our fellow man. Each of us. Each of us. Each of us as people. Each of us bear a responsibility for the safety, welfare, and happiness of our fellow man. Yeah. Yeah. You strongly agree with that? Yes. Safety. That's a a Christian principle. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Yeah. Look out for your, your brother. We are our brother's keeper. 
So we are we bear responsibility. It's not a government thing. Yes, I agree with that. Outside of government, obviously. Safety. Mm -hmm. This is well all about the wording of these things. And the happiness. The safety, the welfare, and the happiness of our fellow human beings. That's yeah. Oh no. That's too far. (laughs) When choosing between two possible laws. We should always choose the law that provides the greatest benefit to the largest number of people. Ooh. Definitely not. Definitely not. Why? Oh, because, I mean, free speech is a perfect example. You could get rid of all, you could eliminate any distasteful speech and it would be beneficial to a lot of people because they would love it. But that doesn't mean you do it. It's so is that strongly that. agree, somewhat agree, neither That's agree or disagree, somewhat disagree or strongly disagree? I strongly disagree that, that we should be doing that. Because individual people sometimes act selfishly, it's okay for a government to pass laws that limit choices to ensure that people don't get taken advantage of. <laughs> Wait, go, by, go through that again? Uh-huh. You. <laughs> because individuals sometimes act selfishly. Mm-hmm. It is okay for government to pass laws that limit choices to ensure that people don't get taken advantage of. Nope. That's what we're doing. It is acceptable for the government to provide public funding to private charitable organizations that provide useful services to the poor. Nope. Oh. I mean... Hmm? It provides useful services to the poor. Yeah, it's, it's acceptable for the government to provide public funding. So they take tax money from you and give it to, give it to charities. That are helping the poor. Yeah. yeah. So is that somewhat agree? Is that, some, that sounds like a somewhat agree? Yeah, it is. It's a somewhat agree, okay. The wealthiest people in society have the greatest responsibility to provide for the services... And basic needs for the poor. The wealthiest people in society have the greatest responsibility to provide for the services and the basic needs for the poor. And again, that one comes down to... That's a taxation thing. Right. Like, I take that because of the context. I'm taking that as you're saying, I want the government to do that. Right. As a individual, I believe that... uh, You're going to feel that way. Yeah, I mean, I do believe... You're going to feel great that. blessings comes great responsibility. Right, so as an individual, I certainly yeah, but believe... I, I don't have a responsibility for their services. No. Uh-uh. But, like, uh, for example... I, I, that could, because that's, <laughs> that's then taxation where the government provides services for Did you them. say services? In that? Uh-huh. Say it one more time. You sure did. The wealthiest people in society have the greatest responsibility to provide for services and basic needs for the poor. Nope. And you said and I know. I mean, basic needs. I think as an individual, there's some truth in that. But as when you say service, so somewhat disagree. I mean, I think it's probably because I'm thinking it's a government thing. I'm going with now. So there is no no. It's somewhat disagree or strongly, oh, strongly. disagree. I think strongly disagree. Okay. E is strongly disagree. I know. I'm writing them down because some people make unhealthy choices about what they put into their bodies. <laughs> it's acceptable to pass laws that make certain things illegal or nope. at least harder to acquire. Uh, uh, Pat Gray is saying no. Nope I know. To Are you saying no me? to heroin? I mean, we got to. There's drug drug laws. Drug laws. 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 There's all sorts of things that would yeah. fall into that category. You did die one forty. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's think of heroin here, yeah. Mister. I I'm all for drug laws. I'm because, thinking food. Yeah. No. No. It doesn't say food right. because some people make unhealthy choices about what they put into their bodies. It is acceptable to pass laws that make certain things illegal. Or at least harder to acquire. 
Yeah, I'd have to say some would agree on that. <laughs> That's right. What do you say? I, I think the way it's phrased, I think I can. I feel okay with strongly uh, disagree. I think the the one line, the line where Pat would cross would be when it affects other people. Yes. Um, with some of this, so I think you're not a strongly like secondhand disagree. smoke, right? Um, so I mean, you're you're going to be you're going to be somewhat agree on that. I'm strongly. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm. I think I'm strongly disagree. I could be. I. I could be talked into somewhat disagree, but I think strongly disagree. Big companies who gain a monopoly over a given market pose a major threat to society and should be broken up or regulated to protect consumers. It's an easy one. Big companies who what? Big companies who gain a monopoly over a given market pose a major threat to society and should be broken up or regulated to protect consumers. Microsoft. I mean, they got to be broken up, right? <laughs> Right. Uh, if we really want to, we could eliminate poverty through greater education, a safe environment, and fair workplaces. Do you even need to answer that one? Please. Uh, it's unfortunate, but it's a reality that many people are inherently greedy, selfish, and violent that cause most of the problems in society. No. Because <laughs> that's not a policy question. It's an unfortunate reality that many people are inherently greedy, selfish, and violent, and they cause most of the problems in society. It is. They're inherently? No. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that. They're inherently greedy, selfish, Some people. And yeah. hmm, Some that's people. A really interesting question. Yes, it is. Because inherently is an, is an interesting yeah. word, as you Yes, know. it is. As we learn, this is on page 186. As you learn in the first 185 pages of <laughs> lies and liars, um, I just feel like uh, you recognize that words matter. Can we get this just just out in the open? I definitely feel like I'm being set up here. No kidding. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, this is. I feel like this is at all. Uh, this is a big thing where I'm going to turn out to be a communist at the end of this quiz. <laughs> I want to put that out there. It's unfortunate reality that many people are inherently greedy, selfish, and violent. And they cause most of the problems in society. No. Yeah. Uh, I don't believe that. I mean, that's, any que- in any question of individual rights versus group rights, the rights of the group are greater because the individual is just one person while the group is many people. Uh, the needs of the one outweigh the needs of the many. We learned that in Star Trek, did we not? In, in- so are you saying... There's no Star Trek answer. Okay. Agree, strongly disagree. Right, one more time, dude, one more time. I strongly disagree. In any question of individual rights versus group rights, the rights of the group greater because the individual is just one person while the group is many people. <laughs> Spoons. <laughs> the idea of race is an old-fashioned social construct, and there really is no difference between the various racial or ethnic groups. What? <laughs> Brains hurt. Your head hurt, doesn't it? There's no difference of race. I mean, I, I mean, that... The idea of race is an old-fashioned social construct, and there really is no difference between various racial or ethnic groups. Uh, that's... Mm-hmm. I, there are obviously differences, but, uh, you know, I, I, people are the same, I think, in many ways. I, I don't... In many ways, they are. There's there no difference. Okay, well, I'm there sorry. are no differences between various racial or ethnic. <laughs> we're groups. being set up. You know, we're being set up. 
This is us walking down like a, a dark hallway in a boiler room, and Freddy Krueger's at the end of it. Glenn's going, go ahead. Go, go ahead. Go. There's nothing oh, at the fine. end of the boiler Everything. room. There's nothing there. Wait, the world that screeching of metal against a... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Weird. I don't hear it. It's in your head. Okay. The world would be a much better place if we treated males and females as completely equal in every way. Jeez. Oh, that one that is pretty easy. I mean, because all cultures have something to offer, we should give every culture and social group an equal voice in making laws, policies, and setting standards. Nope. I mean... Now, remember, the A is strongly agree, B is somewhat agree, C, neither agree or disagree. This is that e, crap that somewhat disagree. You got a e, Christian strongly. display for Christmas. You need a Satanist display, too. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite pattern of Pat. Yeah. I love that pattern of Pat. <laughs> Shut up. That is a. Oh, Pat, someday I'll be in the nursing home and you'll be long dead, and I'll just think of that and I'll just laugh. I will say, you hear that uh, around the offices more off the air than you do. I know. Shut up. The closer we get to a world where everyone has equal wealth and status, the more perfect the world will be. Oh, Jesus. A true democracy where the majority vote rules is the only fair way for a government to operate. Individuals should have the right of free speech unless their speech can be shown to hurt or offend other people. Excuse me, sir. I mean, I know what's supposed to be happening here. If people aren't willing to contribute to charity when they can afford to it's acceptable to pass laws to force them to give money to certain charities okay money or the love of money is uh money or the love of money is the root of all evil in the world money or yeah that's what it says this one i disagree with yeah money or the love of money is the root of all evil in the world because it's not just money it's the love of Mm mm-hmm People are better off when progress is driven by science and social discourse rather than by religion or faith. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you the answer uh, on whether or not you're a progressive or not when we come back. Stand by. First, let me tell you about ZipRecruiter. It's not what you say, it's what you do. And you can send a message to your employers, uh, your employees and your customers by hiring the right people. But it is hard to find the best candidates. You can use ZipRecruiter.com. And with ZipRecruiter.com, you can post on 100-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single quick click. You can... Uh, uh, and we can raise money through uh, titties just like Detroit. Uh, find, <laughs> find candidates in any city, any industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll in to ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No juggling emails, no calls to your office. You just screen the candidates, you rate them, and you hire the right person fast. ZipRecruiter, been used by over 800,000 businesses so far. We are one of them. Right now, you can post jobs at ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. Try it out for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. Glenn Beck. 
Want to see Glenn live? If you're coming to Texas, you can. Join us at Mercury Studios in Dallas for a taping of Glenn's television show. To reserve your seat, email tickets at glennbeck.com with your information. That's tickets at glennbeck.com. Mercury. Eight seven two seven back. Oh my! This is the Glenn Beck program. Oh my! Next hour there is. Oh, shut up! Coming your way. <laughs> I can feel it. Uh, don't miss next hour. Um, okay, just took a quiz. It's uh, in the middle of the book on liars, the new book by me that is out uh, in bookstores everywhere. Are you a progressive or not? There were answers A through E. Score them now. If you've had an A, that's worth five points. Add them up. All right. A B, four points. Add them all up. C, three points. D, two points. And E are one point. Score. And, okay, an E is how many points? One point. Just one? Just one. A B is four? Lowest score is going to be faster. Right. I'm coming up with... Uh, 18, 18. We had 21 questions, is that right? Yep. 21, 22, 23, 24. I had 25 points. C is 25. What'd you have, Pat? I have uh, 27 points. 27. Jeffy? Oh, boy, he's still counting. It'll take him about an hour and a half to count. At 18. <laughs> 18? Oh, he <laughs> no, did not. I did not. No, he it. did not. <laughs> 42, 45, 46. I'll score it for you. Tell ah. you exactly who ah. you are. America. Hillary is choosing to completely ignore the fact that the Orlando shooter's father attended her rally. We'll give you the details on that. Um, But are you a progressive and just don't know it? We took a quiz last hour. It's in my new book, Liars. We'll go over that and give you the results here beginning right now. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. My new book, Liars, How Progressives Exploit Our Fears for Power and Control. There is a a tricky quiz uh, in the center of the book, uh, and it's on page 184. Are you a progressive? And it's tricky because the words matter. And this is how they get you. This is how progressives get you. Each of us bears a responsibility for the, self, for the safety and welfare and happiness of our fellow man. Pat immediately, instinctively, 
I don't know what you ended up on, but instinctively went, well, yeah, that's our Christian duty. Social justice, Pat. Right. Social justice. Mm, yeah. Right. But that, I mean, again, that is such a tough one because you believe it's your personal, yes. individual responsibility right. to not help the, others. Not the government. It's not that you're not saying the government, you're not saying all of us together, you're not saying that I have to make you do it. You're Am saying I personally you responsible? You do I hold a personal responsibility for your happiness? No. No, not no. for my happiness. Well, no. oh, that's what it says here. No. Yeah. Let's just say, what are the three again? Uh, each of us bears a responsibility for the safety. And safety. I, I don't think I, I have... Uh, although if somebody is trying to kill you right now, I do... I, I would, right, right. I, I would intervene. Correct. And if I... But I am not personally responsible for everyone's safety. Now, if I can affect someone's safety and help them, sure. Does it right. say... All, all people. Each of us bears a responsibility for the safety, welfare, and happiness of our fellow man. Yeah, that's way too far. It's way too far. That's yes, social justice. Yes. So you should say strongly disagree on that. Right. But most people will do. hear language like that and they'll be like, "Oh, well, I agree with that." Right, I mean, sure. yeah, we do. Yeah, it is. It is a tricky question because the government's nowhere in that. But you know, happiness. That's why progressivism started in the churches. Yeah. It started in the churches because of social justice. Yep. So you have to watch the language because you knee-jerk go, yes, but you don't. you don't. You don't bear the responsibility for people's safety unless you can personally affect it. Not all man. Right. If, I, if I'm there and I see somebody falling and I'm not legally responsible, no, but I I, legal. I, I'm going to help as much as I can. I mean, a fellow man, I guess... I mean, you know, the way fellow man to me says, you know, someone someone around. It doesn't mean all of society or you could argue this until you're blue in the face, but you'll never get past happiness. Uh, Yeah. And and it was and it wasn't and happiness and happiness. So, yeah, I mean, I can't be responsible for everyone's though. I would try to affect people in that manner. I mean, I I want to help make other people happy. Can't make you happy or sad. Sure. I mean, you could help. Obviously, if you, you make everyone's life a disaster, they're not going to be happy. Well, no, you you choose to be unhappy. <laughs> I mean, if if you know if you come and stab Jeffy sixty five times, he's likely not going to be happy. I would say you're responsible. So then, when Bonhoeffer thanked and blessed the executioner, the executioner was making him happy. No, that's is it a thanking and blessing standard, or is what you try to do for others? I mean, I, I, I no. I mean, you know, it, it was the executioner making him happy. Was the jailer making him happy? Was the prostitute? No, I don't. I, I doubt he was happy. Was he happy he was being executed, or was he trying to say, "I understand what you're doing"? No, he. And was, I'm trying to give you a break. Essentially, he's trying he to make was, others happy. At that point, chose, he was doing what he, for his fellow man something he, that he was trying to make him feel better. Yes, he chose to find happiness outside of the world. Yeah, he wasn't miserable. He found happiness. Jesus wasn't miserable. He found happiness beyond the world. Mother Teresa found happiness beyond the world. So mm-hmm. those are just really hard examples to argue. That's, but they're, right, but you certainly, I think, can affect others' happiness. Yes, you can, but only because others don't find happiness outside of the world. And I don't either, so I'm not... <laughs> I'm saying we should try to be more like Bonhoeffer and Mother right. Teresa... 
where their their happiness is not necessarily affected by. And this is why it's a great book because you can have these conversations for hours. All and we could on each one of these questions, so I'll just let it go. Long. Okay, give me another one where you guys uh, didn't give E strongly disagree. Uh, number two. Number two. One proper role of government is to ensure that no one gets left behind due to circumstances beyond their control. I put somewhat disagree because I could come up with a scenario in which I would advocate the government doing something. Yeah. That's why. And again, that's a, it's, it's, as I said, it's an orphan yep. uh, who has a disease uh, and no one will, no charities will step in and they're on the, they're about to die. Do These something. are not real Isn't world that? situations no, necessarily. No, no. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but this is the language that Barack Obama uses in his speeches Yes, that you make that exception mm-hmm. and you're like, well, yeah, I mean, yes. I mean, I want to make sure that nobody gets left behind. That's, mm-hmm. I, you know, there are exceptions to that. I don't want the welfare dolts that are just using the system, but there's an old person or a, a, a crippled person or whatever. I want to make sure. Right, and that's why I, I feel like on that, I'm not a pure, like the purest libertarian. I'm not maybe Penn Jillette on that issue. I think like I've always argued that, you know, there can be a safety net. It just needs to be incredibly lower than it currently is. Um, so I, I, it's probably fair that I'm I one think step away from pre- pure on that one. And that's what Barack Obama does, though, right? He gives you the heartstring, but yeah. buried but, but, underneath I mean, I, that is yeah. a, a million. And I understand that society is unable to determine between those two things. I believe right. I am. And I, I believe that government is the last stop on exactly. that train. Exactly. I last totally stop. agree with that. There are so many stops on that train. That's the last stop. But are you saying you're not giving any? On that one, because you're saying if no, I say is a last sta- step, then then you're not, not E. No, I'm I'm D. Somewhat disagree. Okay, I yeah. somewhat disagree. Um, anything else? Any anybody else disagree with any of them? Did you? Yes, uh, number yeah. three. Yeah, number, number three. three. I had a D. Uh, yeah, that's each of us have responsibility for safety, welfare, and happiness of our family. Oh, okay. I thought that was Which one did okay. you I answer? With that. a, that's three, right? There was one that I, I, it was. I think it was the one. Three, four, five. Uh, where, that I thought was. Is it the one that I thought involved food? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, the heroin one? Yeah, the heroin. So uh, read five or seven. Again. Boy, there's so many in there's here. five or seven I have. Uh, because people, it's number eight, because people make unhealthy choices about what they put in their bodies, it's acceptable to pass laws that make certain things illegal or at least harder to acquire. Yeah, I, don't I, think, I think I strongly agreed with that. Strongly agreed with that? I think I did, yeah. Yeah, because wow. he's uh, yeah. That's consistent heroin. with that. Though. It is consistent yeah. with that. Yeah. Heroin. I mean, yes. Well, I say heroin is okay. Yeah, but I know you don't. Well, it's not okay, but you're. Well, it's not saying. okay. Yeah, I mean, it's not like hey, heroin for everybody. Now, the, the interesting part of Just that was so I think the government does have a responsibility to uh, protect health, and then I mean that's one of their functions, right? Whoa, is to protect people. It is. Yeah, it's one of the protect health. Well, one of well, the, then to, we should protect get us. And and that's definitely a function of government is to is the protection of its citizens. So like uh, you can't sprinkle rat poison around in your restaurant. I mean that is a government function to have a regulation that says you can't sprinkle rat poison around in the restaurant. I think the the determination there that's, is that's where I also you know and I, I'm not even going to bring it up. No, just, no, don't, don't. I'll just get <laughs> nonsense all day. <laughs> no, but the point is uh, I, I think the distinction there is and the way you read that is people doing it to themselves. 
Um, you know, and I, I so people do. People have a right to eat rat poison if they want to eat. But they're rat certainly not able to, to sprinkle it on someone else's salad because no, right. that's, right. that's murder. That's right. murder. Right? It's murder. Yes, that's murder. Um, that's either stupidity that again. you don't know rat poison. You don't know what the word poison means. And if you do know what the word poison means, then you can't sprinkle rat oh, but poison. But if a restaurant tour happens to sprinkle poison around in his restaurant, you don't know it. That's a government function. Right. right? Because sure they're, they're breaking the law by yeah. killing people. And there's a law against killing people because yes. the government protects people. Right. right. So, yeah, right. But the question is killing people. other people, right? Like the, the distinction there is going to be, and this is where, you know, Pat and I have had disagreements. We've all had disagreements on this. Is that, is it, can you do it to yourself? Without hurting yes, other people. Right, yeah. yes, but I mean, again, that's, so in other words, that's okay. I mean, so that's, in other words, um, heroin wouldn't fit into that, Pat. You can make the argument that secondhand smoke could fit into that. Yes. But not heroin. Yes. If I was going to be strictly libertarian, I would say go ahead and let the heroin addict kill himself. But so I, you're not a strict I, libertarian. But, I, but I'm not. That's okay. I'm not, and I don't go there. Okay, so here's... here's I have two others. Do you want to... Oh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, six and 12, I gave... I six, did. it is acceptable for the government to provide public funding to private charitable organizations that provide useful services to the poor. Yeah, I agree. You said that. yes to that? I said no. I said I, I somewhat disagree. The reason is that I'd... Re- my distinction was, I, as I said, I think there's a very low safety net. And if that low safety net exists, I wouldn't. I would like charities to do it before the government arms did it. So, being consistent with my other answer of saying there is a safety net for that orphan that has a disease, perhaps uh, that would be a way to do it. That's why I left that as a somewhat disagree. So the government should provide public funding. So the government should take tax dollars mm-hmm. and run it through their system and give forty cents on that dollar to that. That charitable organization. As a last resort, yes. Well, that's what I said with the other one. And you said it, too. Good. You said it was a D, too. No, uh, on number, no, no. what was it, no, two the government should, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. The government has a responsibility to provide as the last possible backstop. Right. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I guess, I guess you are right. I, I don't like the idea of taking, so I may have to reconsider the other, because I don't think it's right for the government to provide public funding. I don't either. For private organizations, or but I also don't think that they're the look at the VA. They are the worst, and that's that was my worst. line. I mean, because if I'm going to say at some level, some example where the government would step in when everything else fails right. as a last resort, right. there has to be some way of doing it. And I'd rather not be make it the VA. I'd rather have it be a charity. Yeah. But again, we're at we're at extremes here. Okay, last one. A uh, twelve. Uh, twelve. In any question in individual rights versus group rights, the rights of the group are greater because of the individual is just one person while the group is many people. Mm. I don't remember why I put that one in yeah, there. I strongly that. disagreed with yeah, that. Yeah. Okay, so here's what it is. If you answer them all strongly disagree, you have uh, uh, 21 point, 20 points, right? 21. 21, 21 points. That means uh, from 0 to 20, you are Ron Paul. You're a libertarian. Okay. Okay. Zero, Zero to, to 20. Tw- there's a 21. How did he get 20? Zero 20? to 21. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be oh, 21. There's no zero. Right? It's got to be. It's just if you have 21, you're a pure libertarian. <laughs> if you get 22, mm-hmm. uh, 35. 22 to 35. That's where I am. That's where Stu is, yep. right? And tell me that if, if this isn't so accurate, because that's where I would be too. I would be on the low end of. I didn't take it because, well, I helped you put it together. I helped, yeah. right. I helped put the words together, so I I, I know what the trick questions are. <laughs> um, so twenty-two to thirty-five, 
I'm on the low end of that. That's Ted Cruz. You're a mm. Ted Cruz good place uh, to be. constitutionalist. Mm. I'll take it. Okay. Okay. What was your score? Uh, 25. Which I think you and I are probably the biggest libertarian mm-hmm. of the show. So you're a constitutionalist. Where are you? 30. 30. And that's, that's absolutely perfect. Pat. He's on the upper end mm-hmm. of the, he's, of he's moving. Yeah, he's moving out of the constitutionalist thing, but he's still there. Still he's solid. Still there. Constitutionalist. And Jeffy is? Uh, 46. 46. 46. I don't even know there is 46. Is there a category for that? Yeah, 36 to wow. 60 okay. makes you a Jeb Bush moderate. Ah, it's probably Jeffy, though. I mean, it's Jeffy. I'm not saying because he liked Jeb Bush. He was in Florida when he was governor. Right. Um, Well, Jeffy's. I think this is really accurate. Yeah, so far. I think it's great. What's what's Uh, 61 to 80? You're Donald Trump, a moderate progressive. Mm -hmm. If you're 81 to 100, you're Hillary or Obama, liberal progressive. And if you're 100 plus, you're Bernie Sanders, a (laughs) socialist progressive. Yeah, I don't know if I would make a distinction between the 60 to 80 group and the 80 to 100 no. group, but that's a whole right. other story for a whole other day. That's very interesting. If, if you're 100 plus, you're Karl Marx himself. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I would say most Democrats are going to be over 100 on that quiz. Yeah, would I would be say most. Oh, yeah. I guess would 105 really is the top be, score. So We should do that. How can we get Democrats to take this? You know what? Anybody who has the book, anybody who has the book, Take this, take these pages and Xerox them. Cut out the give names. Them, cut out the names. Cut out my name, obviously. <laughs> and um, give it to your Democratic friends and have them take this. Because the way the questions are worded, unless you come to it in the context of a talk radio show with a, in a libertarian bent, you're going to think I should probably answer A to a lot of these. Yeah. Like it's, yes. I, I, think there's a, I think a lot of people would yes. be like, oh, of course we have responsibility for everyone's happiness. A lot of people a would do that. A lot of people. Yeah. Tell them, tell them in your office, do not, uh, don't, don't take this, don't think through, like, what should I answer? It's hard, but. What you really, what you really believe. Yeah. And and that's uh, in the book, Liars. It's in the book. What page is it again? uh, 180, I don't know, 185 or something like that. Um, You can find it, uh, yeah, 180, 184 it starts. And the new book, Liars, uh, which is available everywhere. Just got the book scan numbers. Number one selling book in the country. Nice. nice. There you go. Now we'll see. Good. We'll see what the New York Times says. Number 65, book yeah. in the country. Because <laughs> we have literally been as low as number five. We have been the number one selling book. you're the book. best selling. Yeah. We have been the number one best selling book <laughs> in the country. And we have placed one, two, Three, four, and five. Now remind me what the name of the New York Times book listing thing is. What is it called? The New York Times seller. Best sellers. Yes, yes. So liars. It's in the middle of the book. Take it. If you already have the book, give it to your friends and then call us tomorrow, will you? Give it to your progressive or your, your liberal or democratic friends and make a distinction. Give it to some some people that you kind of agree with. You know, that you think you can find some common ground. Let's see if we can get the scale. Let's see if anybody can find somebody who's 100 plus without breaking a sweat. Now this. <clears throat> do you own your home... Um, uh, 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 do you know your home insurance company? Do you know your home insurance company wants you to get a security system? Do you know they'll help you pay for it? Simply Safe Homes Security System 
They will sa- you will save on your monthly monitoring fees, and you can save up to 20% on your home insurance. 20%, did you know that? Over 100,000 Simply Safe customers are saving money on their insurance premiums right now. With Simply Safe, the monitoring is $14.99 a month. It's easy to, dis- to install. There's no contract, and you own the system. Simply Safe. We keep our family safe with Simply Safe. It's like having a guard right at your front door 24 hours a day. For the protection that we trust, go to simplysafebeck.com and get an exclusive 10% discount. Plus, check with your insurance company because you might be able to save 20% on your home insurance. Simplysafebeck.com. Save now 10% at simplysafebeck.com. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. Jeffy said he just got on the feed a uh, suggestion. Yeah, from one of our subscribers. Uh, take the survey from the book, Liars, and copy it. Uh, have, have any teacher email it to their colleagues as an educational study and report back their scores. Oh. Should uh, spread over the entire U.S. educational system. Oh, that would be really good. I would love that. That would be interesting. Because yeah. I think a lot of people, unless they came to it in the context of thinking they're supposed to answer a survey, yeah. would answer those things... Even people who consider themselves conservatives would answer them that a lot of those questions. Um, that is why. That is honestly um, why uh, it works. Because people, it speaks to the heart, and unless you're listening to every word, right, you you, you don't get it. And you got me on one of them. It was a question twelve where it said, "In any instance." Uh, the the yeah, group individual rights of individual rights the individual was trumps the or the group was trumps the individual because there's more people in the group and I thought of my I'm thinking to myself well there I can think of some instances you know uh, where like you know a national security issue where you might put some you might hold someone for a while and that violates their individual rights but it benefits the group and in some instances fire screaming fire in a crowd yeah it could it could violate my freedom of speech if you will but. The group is more important in that particular. But you case. said in any, in any, and that's yeah. You caught yeah. me on that one. Uh, Gary Johnson, Libertarian presidential nominee, hadn't been a small feat to get him on, but he's on with us next. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.
the Glenn Beck Program. There's so much we haven't gotten to today, including Will Smith saying that we have to cleanse our country of Trump supporters. That's a little frightening in language. Whoa. Um, Yeah. Maybe it's just me. Yeah. Gary Johnson is the Libertarian presidential nominee. He's uh, the former uh, governor of New Mexico. Um, It's not been easy to get him on the show, but he is on today, and we're grateful. Hello, Gary. How are you? I'm great, Glenn, and I can't believe you would say that it hasn't been easy. (laughs) 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 <laughs> I don't know what I don't know. I mean, if there's a problem with being on the show, you can just say it and we're fine with it, really. Um, but I mean, it's been crazy. But anyway, um, oh, wow. We, wow. we have a lot to talk to you uh, about <clears throat> because there's a lot of people in this audience that are looking for another choice. <clears throat> I'm personally looking for another choice. And 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 I would like to throw my vote your way, but I am having a problem with some of the things that you're saying, and and I want to understand them because, for instance, good, good. you say yeah. you say that you line up with Bernie Bernie Sanders about seventy five percent of the time, and I can't believe right. that. <laughs> I can't believe that. <laughs> and every time you say that, you lose you know constitutional conservatives in the dust. Um, so can you tell us where are you lining up with him or where are you different, for instance, on universal health care? I know what he well, wants. Um, yeah. So, so, Glenn, if you and for everybody listening, <clears throat> the website I side with dot com, you know, you get online, you answer 60 yep, yep, questions yep. at the end of the 60. Yeah. You get paired up with the presidential candidate most in line with your views. Well, outside of siding with myself most. <clears throat> Bernie Sanders was next in line at 73%. So obviously Bernie and I are the same when it comes to uh, individual freedom, liberty, so uh, marriage equality, a woman. Wait, 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 wait. How How is that possible when he's he's a a Marxist? He's a he's a democratic social Marxist. So you might uh, might diagnose the you might diagnose the same problems, but your solution should be diametrically opposed from each other. Well, and and they are. So when it comes to uh, economics, obviously we come to a T in the road. And my hypothesis is, is uh, our Bernie, if Bernie Sanders supporters are really looking for income equality, uh, Peter taking from Paul, that's an equation that Peter really loves, uh, that's just not going to happen. And that's not something that government should be involved in. But if uh, Bernie Sanders supporters are looking for equal opportunity, uh, I really do believe that crony capitalism is alive and well. And based on my time as governor of New Mexico, I vetoed a lot of legislation that gave right. unfair advantage to those that had money, that had influence, and the legislation was going to give them more of that money and influence. I agree with you 100%. That's why I say we can agree, because I, I agree with Bernie Sanders on diagnosing the problem. Crony capitalism is alive and well. We're turning into, uh, you know, a land full of oligarchs um, that is getting quite frightening. But his solutions are, you know, bigger government and you are smaller government. Smaller government, right? yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the, the notion of liberty and freedom, that uh, smaller government is less money out of your and my pocket and... <laughs> And that's money we could be spending on our lives uh, as we see fit. So 
And that's uh, Hillary Clinton in a nutshell. I mean, she is going to grow government. And uh, I also think that Hillary's been the architect of our foreign policy, which has resulted in a which which uh, has conducted itself trying to accomplish regime change, which in my lifetime, I don't know if I can point out one single example of regime change that has turned out uh, for the better. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Oh, Adolf. I mean, there's probably well, okay. Few, good. Uh, I had to come up with a couple. Okay. Uh, in, well, in my <laughs> lifetime, right? I'm, yes, I'm speaking in my <laughs> lifetime. Yeah. Uh, so, because uh, quick, one more point on this Bernie Sanders thing, because I understand that that might work for Bernie Sanders people. They're probably like, oh wow, Gary Johnson's more aligned to me, and it's a good, it's a good summary line. But I think it automatically turns off a lot of people Huge. who look at this because they look at it through. Well, they might, they very well might not agree with you on every social issue or whatever. Uh, you know, the the argument here is what is the government's role in these things? And if I understand libertarianism like I believe I do, your answer to almost all of the questions of whether the government should be involved in more would be no. And Bernie Sanders would be yes. So I don't understand. I mean, yes, like, while it's a, it's a oh, great that's... summary to say that, you, you, do you understand that you're kind of like antagonizing the other side with that? Well, I'm, I'm just I'm just pointing at this. I side with quiz. And, it's a uh, quiz. You know, maybe they've maybe they've got that weighted. But uh, yes, <laughs> when it comes to government, when it comes to universal health care, when it comes to free markets, I think that unfairly uh, most people in this country equate free markets and crony capitalism uh, as one in the same. When the reality is, is that there are really they're opposites and we should be striving for free markets. And with regard to Donald Trump and Hillary, both, you know, they're both talking about an isolationism that, in my opinion, uh, won't result in more U.S. jobs. It'll result in less. When you start applying a 35 percent tariff on imported goods, who's going to pay for that? Well, you and I are going to pay for that. So, Gary, as I see libertarianism, I can live next to a liberal all day long. I could live next to Ben and Jerry and be good friends with Ben and Jerry all day long, as long as Ben nor Jerry want to regulate their belief on me. And so when you say, you know, I agree with Bernie Sanders, you might be much more liberal than I am, and that's totally fine. But just like I don't want to jam my religion down your throat, you don't have a right as a libertarian to jam down your, your beliefs down my throat. Am I getting this well, right now? Is no, that what I, you're saying? I, I, well, no disagreement on this end. Okay, okay. Yeah. So can you help me out on, on this one? Because this is the one thing that is, um, I've had a hard time getting my arms around. Religious freedom with you. Um, should churches be forced to perform gay weddings? No. No. Okay. Should so after uh, no um, after world uh, World War two after the uh, Civil War, uh, under the guise of religious freedom, um, blacks were discriminated yes. against so yes. uh, businesses being allowed to discriminate uh, on the basis of freedom of religion, um, I think will res- I think currently. Uh, that is just a guise to discriminate against the LGBT community. I don't want to have any part mm. of discrimination on the part uh, of business. That would require new legislation 
uh, that currently does not exist, but with regard to the Church having to conduct a wedding that they don't uh, believe in or hold a reception, no, they should... The church, absolutely not. So, uh, so the reason why at, we have the reason why we have this whole problem with gay marriage is because after the Civil War and Reconstruction in the Progressive Era, we came up with this idea of a marriage license through the state, which we never had before. It was to stop blacks from marrying whites, and then it was later trying to stop to, uh, uh, as Margaret Sanger uh, and Theodore Roosevelt and Woodrow Wilson would say to stop the, um, the breeding of inferiors uh, and imbeciles. So government should have no place in that whatsoever um, at all. You can get married. You can get married to a tree if you want to. That's your business. The government has nothing to do with it, and my church shouldn't have to um, marry somebody that it disagrees with. But you, you, said, at one, you said at one point about... Um, that you um, you shouldn't be able to, and you were talking specifically about the wedding cake thing, um, that you you shouldn't be able to. I can't the remember. Quarter, how you the they, okay. uh, they have to. They have to decorate the cake. No, they don't have to decorate no. the cake, but they have to no. sell the cake no. if the cake is for sale. So, it, well, it, and if, that's and that's yeah, and that's current law under under the mm. First Amendment. Um, you don't have to decorate the cake, but if you're selling cakes, you gotta you've got to sell the cake. Yes. And as president of the United States, look, if that can be federal language that uh, a law passes and says, um, I, as the, uh, I, as the baker, don't have to decorate the cake for the Nazi, I'll sign the legislation. But currently, uh, the baker has to sell the cake. They don't have to decorate the cake. So I understand that. I grew up in a bakery, but wedding cakes are specially made. So let's take it out of the wedding cake thing. Does a photographer who is deeply religious and just doesn't want to participate in a gay wedding, do they have to take the photographs? Well, I think, and you, you, you know, this is a great discussion here to have, um, and, and I would like to pose this to you. If you're going to support uh, the notion that he should be able to discriminate and not have to offer his services, are you not taking the stand then that you would not have signed the Civil Rights Act of 1964? Because basically that's what no. is at issue, is a, is a private business owner uh, being able to discriminate, in this case, uh, on the basis no, but, of religion. Well, religion could carry over to being um, L, L, LGBT. It could carry over no, to... It's, uh, no, no, hang on just a second. No. I think that's a really low and beneath you argument, um, very specious ar- argument here. Um, this is. Uh, well, I'm not uh, trying you, to be low. <laughs> well, I mean, but but it is it's it's beneath you on that. You're smarter than that. The the Civil Rights Act was about color. This is about um, your religion and participating in a ceremony playing a part in a ceremony that you believe is religious. So, right, uh, you know, Glenn, do I have why, a, Hang on just a second. Hold why? on just a second. Hold yeah, on just okay, a second. Okay. The 64 right, right. Civil Rights Act would say, if you walk into my photograph shop or my bakery and I'm selling stuff, I have to sell it to you, and I'm 100%. You walk into my store and you're going to buy photographs. I'm fo- totally fine with that. However, if you walk into my store and... 
Uh, and I, and you're saying, I want you to take photos of this particular ceremony. I don't have a right to say no. The government forcing art. Right. Well, why, why can't you extend that, though, to, uh, to uh, being black? Why can't you extend that to other... Because nobody religions? has a religious objection to photographing blacks. I, I don't know of any religious objection. There's certainly no scripture on that. There is scripture and there is precedent of people not believing in same-sex marriage and believing that that violates the religious... And that doesn't mean... That doesn't give you any right to hate. It doesn't give you any right to to any of that. It just says, I don't want to participate in that. Don't I have a right of conscience? Well, you're you're talking, I think, and and I'm not trying to be shallow here, but um, I think uh, in the name of religious freedom you as a store owner what's what's to stop you i mean you're pointing out the gay example what's to stop you uh or what's to stop that store owner from saying i I don't want to conduct a a jewish wedding i don't want to conduct a catholic wedding i don't want to because uh, and again not trying to be shallow here but that's just my argument let me try it another one other way, Gary, because because I I, I, I I know you're honestly I appreciate the fact that you're actually honestly trying to answer this question because yeah, most most politicians most would just try to dance around it and yep. so and I know we're in the minutia here, but what you're describing essentially with religious freedom is the lack of a limiting principle. Essentially, that anything could happen down the road and people could extend. There are limiting that. principles, right? Religious thing. There, I, I believe there are, but let's just say there's a made up religion that we don't know about that comes up with this restriction because they don't like black people or something. So I can understand what you're saying there there's no limiting principle but what you seem to be describing is there's no what is the limiting principle on forcing the government forcing business owners to do things that they believe are correct that as a libertarian i would think that your defenses would be up on the government as opposed to the religion yeah so for instance an easy way to say this is let's take it out of marriage and let's go to hobby lobby does hobby lobby have to um uh, afford abortion pills well, uh, <laughs> so why why isn't why can't this why can't the perceived harm done to the business owner apply to the other side of the counter? Why can't it apply to the person that uh, and this is liber I think this is libertarian and I and <laughs> I really do believe in what I'm saying here. Yeah. Is the, the, oh, the harm believe... that may occur to the Catholic? Well, there's there's no harm. You go somewhere else, their... right? What's the harm Pardon to me? the person if you're so you go hey, somewhere else? I'm up against that. And, and I know you guys, I know you guys know this. You deal with right. it all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was the argument when it came to the Civil Rights Bill of 1964. Right. Is that Gary, there should could... be a differentiation between government uh, entity and private entity? I mean, that was the argument. That was the argument that Barry Goldwater so, made that, look, I'm not going to support the civil right. rights bill because this is a business, this is a private business's right to discriminate okay. if they okay. so see Gary, fit. we need more time. We Gary, need- yeah, we need more time. Um, I, I appreciate you coming on. <laughs> I appreciate you uh, saying this. I'm up against a network break. I would love to have you on, not to continue this conversation, but to continue the other libertarian things that we all agree on. I'd love to talk to you. There again. is a lot of that. Yes. Lot of that. Um, uh, quickly, the website, if somebody wants to get involved in your campaign. 
Big opportunity for me. Johnson Weld, 2016. Google it. Okay, Johnson, Johnson Weld, 2016. Thank you very much, uh, Gary Johnson. Glenn Beck Program. Triple eight seven two seven back. Mercury. newsletter and get all the info you need to know at glenbeck.com. Gary Johnson uh, was just on, and our apologies that we ran out of time. I mean, so libertarians know that just cost me about $20,000 because I missed a network spot. We pushed it as long as we could, and we would love to have him on. I thought it was a fascinating discussion. Uh, Pat and Stu are next on The Blaze, and I will see you tonight at 5, all about TPP. Only on the Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.